0: Let us worship God. Our first reading this morning comes from the book of Psalms, Psalm 2. In preparation to hear these words, let us pray. Almighty God, in you are hidden all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. Open our eyes that we may see the wonders of your word and give us grace that we may clearly understand and freely choose the way of your wisdom. Amen. Why do the nations conspire and the peoples plot in vain? The monarchs of the earth set themselves and the rulers take counsel together against the Holy One and the Anointed, saying, Let us burst their bonds asunder and cast their cords from us. The one who sits in the heavens laughs. The Holy One has them in derision. Then God will speak to them in God's wrath and terrify them in God's fury, saying, I have set my king on Zion, my holy hill. I will tell of the decree of the Holy One who said to me, you are my son. Today I have begotten you. Ask of me and I will make the nations your heritage and the ends of the earth your possession. You shall break them with a rod of iron and dash them in pieces like a potter's vessel. Now therefore, O monarchs, be wise. Be warned, O rulers of the earth. Serve the Holy One with fear. With trembling, kiss God's feet or God will be angry and you will perish in the way, for God's wrath is quickly kindled. Happy are all who take refuge in God. Hear what the Spirit is saying to the church. Thanks be to God.
1: you are. I've been looking for you. My name is Martha. I was just tidying up a bit for you around there. I heard that you were going to read my story today, or at least part of my story. So I thought you might like to hear it from me. So here I am. It is good to see all of you worshiping here together. It is a worthy goal to celebrate, Jesus. It may be the only goal, Uh, but I get ahead of myself. Here is the story as recorded in your scriptures by the Apostle Luke. Now, as they went on their way, Jesus entered a certain village where a woman named Martha welcomed him. She had a sister named Mary who sat at Jesus' feet and listened to what he was saying. But Martha, me, was distracted by many tasks. So she came to him and asked, Lord, do you not care that my sister has let me do all the work, all the work by myself? Tell her then to come and help me. But the Lord answered her, Martha, Martha, you are worried and distracted by so many things, but few things are needed. Indeed, only one. Mary has chosen the better part, which will not be taken from her. Yeah, that was me, guilty as charged, but... Maybe you'll understand me if you hear the rest of the story. It all began with Mary. Mary, Mary, quite contrary. How I wish we'd had that nursery rhyme back when I was alive. Mary was always the favorite. She was pretty and fair haired. She was always lingering places, daydreaming wondering aloud, talking about clouds and people and ideas, jumping from one subject to another. I'll never forget the time I asked Papa if I could learn the scriptures. Well, of course, we all sang the songs, and I knew the basic Torah lessons, but I wanted to study more. I wanted to learn from Isaiah. My brother Lazarus studied with that with the rabbi several times a week, but as the oldest, I felt I might have that honor as well. Imagine my surprise, and indeed my shame, when Mary piped up, I'll teach you. She would teach me. She had already been studying. This was not only radical, it was horrible. Now, don't think I didn't love my sister. We all did, who could not love Mary? But that Mary could be exasperating. We, the three of us, my sister Mary and my brother Lazarus, we had met Jesus as children. We were distantly related and when the families gathered at Passover, they often camped out near our house in Bethany There was mm, something special about him even then. We played together, and when we did, he would give you his total attention. He, He made me feel special, as though I were the only one important among our many cousins. And he was mischievous and funny. There was always an awe. An other-world quality about Jesus, like he was always thinking ahead. He was a bit absent-minded. Actually, he was very much like my sister. Wonderful, but annoying. As we grew to adults, Mary and I had our marriages, and we were both early widowed. Neither of us had children We came back to our childhood home to keep house for Lazarus who had lost two wives in childbirth and never got interested in another. Lazarus and Jesus actually studied together at the feet of some of our greatest rabbis and Lazarus was later ordained as a rabbi. He was um, not popular among his peers because he shunned the legalistic retributive enforcement of the Levinical laws. He rejected unwielding ideology and he explored, questioned theological effects. He refused to enforce rigid laws. Yeah, he and Jesus were very much alike that way. Now, when Jesus' fame began to spread, And he began to wander among the countryside, preaching and teaching and healing, loving and encouraging and directing. It was to our house that Jesus came for respite, for solace. He could never go back to his mother's house. His notoriety was too great, and Mary had her hands full with the other children since the death of Joseph. So he came to us. This particular visit was unplanned. We had very little warning. We knew it could mean three or four guests, a couple dozen close disciples, or even up to a hundred eager followers. Remember those 70 who Jesus sent out? They came back and joined him. Yeah, I was excited, but I was also frantic. In the land of nomads and wilderness, the hospitality code of the ancient Near East had definite expectations. The ritual greeting with a kiss, water and ointment for washing, presentation of a large meal. Indeed, a hearty meal could spell the difference between life and death for desert travelers. I began sweeping and scrubbing and dusting and checking supplies and darting in and out of the kitchen, frantically preparing the food and putting the place in order. Every moment was precious. Time was a-wasting. So much to do, so many details to cover. I hardly knew where Mary and the others were. I was so busy. Then Jesus arrived. And what happened? Mary whisked to the door to take over as hostess. I was the elder, but she pushed me aside. She ushered them all into the central room. I was standing by the kitchen door trying to count how many we would have to feed. I watched as the group gathered around him. Hardly had any formalities been done, than he began to talk. He had so much to tell them, so much to teach. He talked about the mission they had been on and preparing the way for Jesus and about Samaritans. You know, I expected his followers to listen attentively, but I was surprised when Mary positioned herself at the feet of Jesus and she sat drinking in his every word. That was unheard of joining the men. Besides, I needed help. In fact, I began to downright resent her shirking of duty. I would have wanted to stay and listen too, but I had a responsibility. I had to serve this group properly. Anger propelled me to work even more frantically, even while I was seething inside. And I confess it now indignation mounted as I became more and more aggravated, more and more frustrated. Where is Mary? Why isn't she here helping me? Who does she think she is, sitting in there with our guests, leaving all the dirty work to me? Suddenly, without any forethought at all, I burst out of the kitchen and cried, Look, Lord, I'm having to do all this work by myself. Don't you care that Mary has left me alone to serve? You get on to her now. Tell her to get into the kitchen and help me." Jesus looked up, (laughs) not even surprised. Tears welled up in Mary's eyes. Martha, Martha, he said, don't be so worried. Don't be so troubled about so many things. Relax, lighten up. There's time for everything. I am here now, and so there's only one thing necessary. Mary has chosen the good portion which will last. (sighs) Hmm. Not only was Mary leaving me all alone, Jesus wasn't even seeing my side of it. I wasn't appreciating all I was doing. My insides were still screaming, Lord, am I not the righteous one? Am I not the really lovable and admirable one in our family? Look how hard I am working. Hmm. But Jesus caught me. Later, I understood his answer to mean no, No, you are just like your sister. You're a human, needing love. But you, Martha, are trying to earn something that is already freeing fully and freefully given. Your sister, she despairs of earning something that is freely given. She just sits. She sits at my feet and she receives. She has, for the moment, stopped her nonsense, so should you. (laughs) So should you. You know, you shall not live by bread alone, but by every word of God. I forgot. You see... I thought that I was doing the serving and that Jesus was being served, that I was the host and Jesus was the guest. And they had it wrong. Later on, there was another meal where people there might have had the same misunderstanding. At the Last Supper... Jesus sent out his disciples to prepare the room and buy the food and cook the meal. And when everything was ready, he sat down and he said, I am among you as one who serves, one who serves. You see, I didn't really want to serve Jesus. I wanted to serve my own importance. I wanted to be perfect. But Jesus said, no, listen to me, pause, take advantage of the gift right now. In today's colloquial language, he might have said, get off your high horse, Mary. It's not about you. Sorry, Martha. (laughs) Jesus did not mean to separate my life of action and works from Mary's way of contemplation and prayer and devotion. He asks for both. But he also asks for discernment and attention. He reminded me that it's not about me and my ambition or my achievement. My motivation must be him. Sacrifice, humility, love, forgiveness. Yeah, Jesus was right to ball me out that day. Yes, I needed time to catch my breath. Still, he didn't turn down my goat's stew. And he certainly enjoyed the robe I made for him. We understood each other, he and I, He knew that dreamers like him never get very far without someone like me who knows how to sew on buttons. My ordinary tasks actually do make a difference. But only, only if I come to them freely and gratefully, you you might have calloused feet from marching in pride marches. You might have cramped figures from attending phone banks. And your hands might be pruny from dishwashing and late nights because you made a call to a friend. I did all that. To this day, Martha's say yes more than no. But Jesus says it's okay to let the dishes sit in the sink or the coffee hour not be quite so perfect or leave the vacuuming and the dusting. or Whatever else becomes hollow if it distracts you from your time with God. Unless I serve with conviction and joy, it's not ministry. It's just duty. Your reformer, Martin Luther, said it another way. I have so much to do today. I'd better spend another hour in prayer. I have learned to pray my work and work my prayer. May it be so for you as well. Amen.
0: Let us pray. Loving God, you have spoken to us in your word. You have fed us at this table. You have given us each other and the companionship of the Holy Spirit. And for all of these really good gifts, we give you our thanks. Amen. My friends, not everything
1: that counts can be counted. And not everything that can be counted counts. Hold this in your hearts this week as you look to the side of you that listens, that loves, that praises. And now, may the peace of God, which passes all understanding, Keep your hearts and your minds in the knowledge and love of God. In the faithfulness and grace and forgiveness and guidance of Jesus our Christ. And in the community of the Holy Spirit who showers us with shalom now and ever. Amen.